creation and, and God's world. And the first thing I've looked at is God created the world, didn't he? When you look at Genesis, some verses up there, Genesis 1.1, reminds us that God created the heavens and the earth. And we're reminded at the, the end of each day, those, those words, you probably remember them from Sunday school when you were in Sunday school, if you were, that God said it was good. Creation is good. And he said on the sixth day, it was very good when it was completed. That's creation. God's creation out there is good. And it was intended by God for us to experience it. He intended us to be part of that. Um, And I I don't know about you, but I guess we've all got those experiences in life where you've been somewhere on holiday maybe, you've seen something and thought, you know what, that really engages with me. I can see God in that. Maybe it's you when your children were born. You just think, wow, that's creation, that's God. Or maybe it's flowers, your garden. Uh, I, I remember we went on holiday in 2005 to Austria skiing. Did it once? Done. If you've ever seen a dog on ice, that was like me skiing. Okay, Not meant for it with the legs this long. It's not meant for me. But we went to Austria, and we remember going up um, the cable cars to get to the top, and there was this cross right at the top, the start of the run. And I thought, is that a good thing or a bad thing, that there's a cross right up here? Is this for everyone else who didn't make it? Is this, is this for me? But I was awestruck by the beauty of the mountains. And with this cross up there, thinking, wow, do you know what? There are some people in the world who will never get to see this, the top of a mountain in the snow. And how beautiful that is, how quiet that is. And I guess perhaps you've all got that, that sense somewhere and you've been somewhere or seen something. I had the same experience. I did a geography degree because I thought I might be able to get to see the world. We did one really interesting field trip, which was abroad. The rest was in the UK. But we went to the Sahara. Wow, it was amazing. But the stars on the edge of a desert, just unbelievable. Beauty of God's creation. I'm reminded in the Psalms, aren't we, that God has created so much for us. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, team of the creatures beyond number. And the Psalms tell us the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And, And Jesus used a lot as well, didn't he, about... In his parables, he talked about creation. You remember the, the parable of the, the seed sower when he scatters the seed, and he talked about the harvest, about gathering the harvest. He, he taught a lot about that in what he did. The other thing that, that struck me is that God dwells in nature, doesn't he? And when you look at the account of Genesis, one thing I found amazing is that once the Garden of Eden's created, Adam and Eve are in there, just at the start of the passage where we see the fall. God is walking in the garden. It says at the start of Genesis 3, verse 8, Adam and Eve could hear God walking in the garden. God created it, but he wanted to be in it. He wanted to walk in his garden in the cool of the day, it says in Genesis 3, 8. You know, if that's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. And we, we read in various parts of Jesus' ministry that Jesus engaged I guess like me, sometimes you need, perhaps you're like me, you need that time out. And Jesus did, didn't he? Regularly in his ministry, you'll you'll read passages and it will say towards the end, and Jesus withdrew. And he went to a quiet place, and he went to a place of prayer. 
maybe you've got that in your life. Maybe there's somewhere special you go. Perhaps you go on a walk or you go and sit on a bench. Maybe there's somewhere you go where, just like Jesus, you go to a quiet place and you just contemplate, you pray, you engage with God and ask him to speak to you. We read right at the start of Matthew that right at the temptation of Jesus, he was taken into the wilderness by the Spirit. So all the way through his ministry, Jesus was in the wilderness or he went and withdrew to a place for prayer. So God dwelt in nature. He also, as we read in the next slide, I think there's loads of accounts in, in the Bible of where God reveals himself in nature. So if you look back at the passages in the Bible, what about right at the start of the Bible when we read the account of Noah and we get the account of the flood and Jesus is there promising Noah, isn't he? He says, look, look at this rainbow. Never again will I do this. God revealed something through nature. And we still see that today, that rainbow, don't we? And we still remind ourselves, yeah, that's, that's important. That's an important part of the Old Testament. And what about the burning bush? How could Jesus, how could God have grabbed Moses' attention? There are many ways he could have done it, but he chose to burn a bush. I mean, that does look a bit odd. I, I spend quite a bit of time down, time down our allotment, never seen a burning bush. Lots of weeds, never a burning bush. But God chose to engage Moses right then and there with his burning bush and speak to Moses through that. And then later in Exodus, as, as the Israelites leave Egypt, do you remember they left? And God had to guide them. How did he choose to do it? Was it a, an app on their mobile phone? No, they didn't have those. Was it an A to Z? No, they didn't have those. It was a pillar. If you remember what the Bible says, Israel were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Can you imagine what that must have looked like? just as a group of people just following this pillar and it changed between day and night and how long they led like this for, year, for ages and ages and ages led by God a pillar of fire and cloud and again God revealed himself as, as a symbol of him showing look let me show you let me lead the way and reminded why does God do that because the earth is the Lord's and everything in it and all who live in it. So if God wants to reveal himself in nature, then why shouldn't he? And do we look for that? Is that something perhaps we engage with when we're out? Is God going to talk to me by, by nature, by what I see around me? God also reveals his power in nature. What about Elijah? Do you remember the story of Elijah when he needed food? God got the ravens to bring the bread. Do you remember that story in 1 Kings 17, 2, 6? God revealed his power. Elijah sat there going, I'm so hungry. And God said, don't worry. I'll get the ravens to deliver you food. If it was me, I'd be like, whoa, you, it's crazy. The ravens eat food. They don't deliver it. When you put a piece of bread in front of a raven, what's it normally going to do? It's gone. But the ravens delivered the food. Amazing. What about Jonah? Do you remember Jonah eaten by the whale? I mean, that was amazing in self, God revealing himself in the way he did that. 
But then he grew this plant up, didn't he, to shelter him afterwards. And then he thought, I'll get the little worm to come along and eat the plant. These little things, the way God developed and revealed himself, his power, his power to create and grow and destroy. Jesus did it himself as well, didn't he? So many of his ministries were through calming the storm or, or, or using nature. The, the transformation of the fish, the 5,000. God, again, using his power. There was a, a book I read um, from a chap called Barnabas Mam. I don't know if any of you have heard of Barnabas Mam. It was a chap who um, goes all the way back to um, Pol Pot. And he was a Christian. And you remember that it was a ch- terrible, terrible times when, when Pol Pot was ruling he, in the 1970s. And there a million, Pol Pot killed over a million people. Tragedy, absolutely awful. And out of 10,000 Christians at the end of Pol, Pol Pot's reign, 1,000 uh, Christians, sorry, 200 let remained. And Barnabas Mann was one of those. And his book is so powerful because he, he talks about the psalm, the Lord's my shepherd, I will not want. And he, he said, that's the, that one key piece of scripture I could remember. And I'm locked in a concentration camp for years. And he said, when the thunder came down, I sang because they couldn't hear me singing. But if they knew I was a Christian, they would have killed me. And he said, I was sometimes so hungry that I'd be allowed to walk down the river and I'd be praying to God, Lord, I'm just so hungry. Give me food. And he said, a fish jumped out the river and landed right in front of him. And he said, that psalm was my life. The Lord provides a bounty of food. And that to me was such a testimony. And it goes back to the ravens. We think, wow, you know, that that just seems so strange that the ravens would bring food. But for Barnabas Mam, when I read that book, that was his life. He lived like that for years, you know, concentrating and meditating on the Lord. I also find it interesting in Jesus, going to get my drink, I've had man flu this week. No, it was worse than that. It's much worse than that. So a bit of a dry throat. When Jesus is, is crucified, the account in Matthew, can you remember when he, when he dies? Darkness, three o'clock in the afternoon. It says the afternoon. And it's around three o'clock according to the theologians. But it went dark. God at work. And the, do you remember it says in the Bible, the earth shook. The curtain to the temple ripped down the middle. God revealed his power. The death of his son, he, he used nature itself then just, just to, to really show how powerful he was. <coughs> and finally, God uses creation to reveal himself to us. And this, this passage really kind of, I want to wrap up, and we've got a little bit of time before everyone comes back. And, and really, I just wanted to use, spend some time amongst yourselves just contemplating this passage, really, and some questions. Because it says in Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have clearly been seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. So since creation, God's invisible qualities, they're there around us. 
His eternal power, his eternal nature is around us for us to see him at work, at what he does in creation. It's there. And, and Paul says in Romans, if we look at this, we can see God at work. That, that God is there in creation. He is doing things. And that's what we try and do in Forest Church. Is If you've ever had young children, to try and get them to sit still in church is quite difficult. But to get them outside, exploring the world and exploring the, the countryside and, and engaging them that way is, is an amazing way to try and teach them God's word. And that's what we try and do as a group. Uh, and what I've put up is some, some questions. And we've got about five minutes-ish before everyone piles back in. And what I wanted to do is just in perhaps small groups and those around you, is perhaps pray over some of the passages or... or look at the questions and think, okay, perhaps share that. Is there a time in your life that you felt God at work in creation? You've seen it, you've sensed it, you've felt it. Or about how nature reveals God. Perhaps you've sensed that. What do you do to connect with God? Is there perhaps something you can do or you do or passages that are important to you? So in the groups around you in the last three or four minutes... Just take that time and just chat that through. Maybe you just want to pray and meditate on some of those verses. Okay, great. Brilliant, thank you.